You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show. You ever thought to yourself, how is dental marketing going to change in the future? I have, and I'm wondering about it too. So today I bring on two experts, Dr. Christian Coachman and Brendan McDonald from DSD, Digital Smile Design, and they share how dental marketing will completely change in the years ahead, and how you can position yourself for that change. Please listen up. I know you guys will enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. Here is another installment of the regular conversation I've been having with Dr. Christian Coachman from the DSD Movement. And today, this could be one of my most favorite of all time. And I don't even know what we're going to be talking about because it's one of those things none of us can get our arms around, which is the marketing revolution. I think we could all agree things are changing, but we don't know how they're changing or what's going to change. So I brought on two experts to help us decode where the heck is this all going? So Christian and Brendan, thank you guys for being on. Um, Christian, I'd love for you to just you know, introduce yourself and Brandon, what you guys do. And then I would also like you to describe the clock concept that if you guys are interested, go back to some previous episodes, you're going to see, we discussed the clock concept. We left out one piece. It's the pre-purchase, which is the marketing piece, which we're going to cover today. So Christian, bring us into this conversation. Okay. Glad to be back. Um, really exciting every Tuesday to discuss topics with brilliant minds and uh, of course I'm biased because I'm bringing the CEO of my company here with me but I know Brandon since exactly 10 years this year. Uh, first I was a client of Brandon. Uh, he was one of the few uh, marketing agencies exclusively focused in dentistry you know more than 10 years ago uh, and that's how we connected. He helped me develop the DSD brand uh, during that time, develop the brand of my courses during that time. And uh, as you know, you know, the DSD courses really exploded all over. And it was also because of the work that we did together. Um, 
after that, we uh, became partners. Uh, we joined our companies. We merged. So my DSD company, he, his marketing agency became one. And that's why today, you know, that's already five, six years ago. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and we are very proud of the marketing that we do here at DSD, marketing that we do for ourselves, that people all over the world talk about it marketing that we do for our clinics, uh, you know, that we help clinics build their marketing strategy, their branding, positioning, communication strategies. It's one of the key pillars of the support that we give for our certified clinics network. But even more than that, very proud of the marketing that we support big companies. Some of the big players in the dental industry are actually hiring us. And this was not at the beginning our main plan uh, but we are very proud to say that some of the top brands in dentistry today are using us as a i would say a secondary marketing agency or a support strategic uh coaching firm in terms of of communication connected to education connected to product development connected to go-to-market strategies and uh, as you probably noticed already, Kirk became one of my passions. Communication was a passion, was a passion. Marketing also became a passion. And I'm very lucky uh, to have Brandon with me and we became very close, uh, not only friendship, but also at work. We, we sit very close to each other here in the company. And since six years, we've been exchanging ideas every other day. Uh, and I've been learning so much from him. And many of the ideas that I bring to the DSD courses about communication, I learned from Brandon. We developed many ideas together. And one of them, uh, I remember the moment he explained to me the clock concept and it was an aha moment because I immediately saw the connection with DSD, the three moments of the DSD journey and the three moments of the client journey from the clock concept perspective and how we adapted this into dentistry and we we really explain in details last podcast uh, uh what is the clock concept and what are the three moments of the clock concept and which one you should focus first but as i told you when we were before going live you know i think we want to hear from brendan uh, his explanation of what is the clock concept and uh, his explanation of why there is a moment that is more important than the others or and then a second moment that is important, more important than the third. But then at the end, we want to deep dive into the third moment because it's also part of the process. Okay. Brendan, Mike is yours. Thank you. Uh, hi, everyone. Thanks. Uh, it's uh, really exciting to be on on the show today. Uh, apart from what you want me to talk about, um, I'm excited to share the culmination of about six months of deep research about this thing called generative AI and um, what impact it's going to have on us. I'm, I'm, it's my new hobby is learning AI and being... I, I <laughs> I'm so lucky. You know, you know, six months ago, Kirk, when there was this explosion about AI mm -hmm. and it, it was almost similar to the COVID explosion, like, we, yeah, yeah. oh my God, you know, again, disruption. And, and, and I was like, I don't have the energy to even start learning about AI. I'm in trouble. 
But then I have Brendan. <laughs> and Brendan is doing all the research that makes me very comfortable that I will always be ahead of the curve <laughs> because we are together. So that's the 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 advantage that I have by having one of the advantages by having Brendan. But anyway, that's the the AI moment that was huge and is gonna be part of our conversation as well, right? Yes, exactly. And I, I think um I'm obsessed with with generative AI. I understand its impact and the good news is I'm going to share with you for the first time to anybody, not even yeah. to Christian. Christian hasn't heard the framework that we're going to talk about. And what are the steps to do to keep ahead uh, of this disruption that's going to happen um, and not feel overwhelmed and see it as empowering as opposed to a fearful event that's, that's happening. So, you know, we cut to the end, I think, uh, there's good news. Uh, it's not all. It's not all bad news for for all the listeners. What you just said that this is super super fresh out of the oven. Uh, you never shared this. You've been building this. You've been working day and night, literally. Yes. Because tomorrow you fly to US. Yes. Because on Friday, for the first time, you're gonna give a course specifically about this to all the DSD clinics network. So everything is very fresh. Yes and ready to go because yes. you don't want to mess up in front of the clinics. No, I don't. No, I don't. So this is a beautiful rehearsal. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, so you guys want to talk about the clock model first, and then we can talk about what I believe we need to be focused on uh, going forward. Um, so the clock model is a decision framework used when building brands. So as we know, brand is not any one thing. It's not a logo. It's not a design. It's actually every interaction with your patient or your prospective patient, that's brand building. So as Christians has mentioned many times, it's about how you greet somebody. It's how quickly or how friendly you answer the phone. It's the waiting room. It's your social media. It's everything all together. And basically it's a, it's a gut emotion that your patient has with an interaction with the brand, right? And so the challenge you have is you don't have one brand, you have a brand every patient has. And so that's why the clock model really helps you understand um, which brand building activities to tackle first, because it's about understanding which activities will give you the fastest return on investment. So if we all have finite resources, so we don't have money, unlimited, unlimited resources. So for my $1,000, I need to look at the clock model and say, where will I invest my money to build my brand the most efficient and effective way? And as Kirk and, and Christian, you spoke about last time uh, on the podcast, you, you spoke about that the most effective and efficient use of your money initially is going to be on the purchase moment. You master that moment, you'll get great return, you'll build amazing brand with that. Then on the, the, the second moment to invest in is the post-purchase moment, the, the after-case acceptance, the treatment, how the treatment goes, the referral program, all that stuff that, that you guys spoke about. And then finally, when you've, you've mastered those two moments and everything is covered, um, then we can look at the, the moment you guys didn't talk about or you didn't finish the uh, uh, explain. And as we mentioned, which is the pre-purchase uh, moment. We, yeah. we see that usually we have the tendency to invert this prioritization, right? Yes, because um, it's leads. We yeah. need to generate leads. We need to generate leads. Everybody's crazy about marketing, social media, paying, as you said, Kirk, paying a lot of money. And 
for no results. Everything is a confusion when it comes to marketing and many people are angry at marketeers, right? They, uh, they don't call marketeers with good names and everybody has their frustrations and how can you find a good agency? And, and, and of course there are bad agencies that are bad marketeers. There are a lot of people out there saying that they know stuff and they don't know. And even if they know about marketing, the dental world is very specific and peculiar. So you need to adapt that uh, to the dental world. But on top of that, I think that the clock concept shows that uh, before you invest in marketing, you need to invest on that moment, in-person moment, where you are starting the relationship, starting the trust, and building your plan and presenting your plan. It's in DSD what we call the first and the second appointment. In Apple, they call the Apple Store experience. Yes. That is our number one inspiration, you know? Did you mention that uh, Samsung, it costs $400,000 to build a store, whereas an Apple Store, it's $18 million. That's how much they invest in that moment. I didn't so, mention that, but that yes. summarizes the whole thing. Yeah. Right? So that's the difference on how much they value the, the Apple Store experience because the the idea of the Apple Store experience originated with um, from Steve Jobs because he saw his initial iPod and iPhone inside Best Buy, I think it was. And he said, oh my gosh, my beautiful products, I can't control the environment. It's, it's being put next to other products. It's being devalued. And so he realized in that moment that I need to just build my own experience, my own environment so that I can position my product in the right light, which is what DSD does, right? It's about positioning yourself to the patient so that you can get the positive case acceptance, right? And that's the key. So the experience right around the moment that you're going to decide to invest on it, yes or no, needs to be as good as the quality of your treatment. That is the key. Of course, that there are many people out there that can master the purchase moment and do bad dentistry. That's the reason why I always say, uh, actually, to have to deserve to benefit from the purchase moment, you need to be a good dentist first. Because if you do a great purchase experience, you're gonna convince almost anybody yes. to do anything. That's how powerful it is. And that's how, why I call it the magic. That's why you made a note, Kirk, about that's the magic. So the first moment of the clock is marketing. Second moment is the magic. And the third moment is the treatment, right? Delivering on the promise, yeah. 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 So take us through this. Um, it's scary to think about this, but let's say I'm really working with my team on those two components, you know, the purchase and the post-purchase. Help me think about the why in the bigger picture and the pre-purchase. And you also mentioned before we hit the go button, Brandon, there's three truths. So let's start with the big picture and then break it down for us. Yeah, sure. So, um, when we talk about the pre-purchase moments, um, there is actually a moment inside the pre-purchase moments that we aim for as businesses. And it's actually what we call zero moment of truth. It's that moment when somebody who is anonymous, who's been researching you, been trying to find out if they can trust you, whether you're the right individual and business to go and give their money to, to have the treatment, they give us their information, either in form of an email, uh, as a uh, message uh, in a telephone number or a message that's the moment in the pre-purchase segment of the clock we we are aiming for that's the that's the goal that's so basically everything you do in terms of 
communication, marketing, PR, social media, charity, word of mouth, anything that you do in this pre-purchase moment, your one goal should be to get information from people that you don't have information, a contact. Yeah, because everything is about uh, stages of intimacy. So, you know, you have to earn the trust to move one step further along the intimacy journey. It's the funnel. Right? Yeah, exactly. The ultimate intimacy is that they come and uh, schedule an appointment and they come into your office. But there's yeah. steps before that. And, and the first major win for you in a pre-purchase moment is uh, the individual makes themselves known to you in the form of an email address or a telephone number or something like that. And so yeah. how do we Let do me that? ask you a question. So yeah. I love that. The zero moment of truth. Is it fair to say that's going to get harder and harder and harder? I'm not going to give yeah. my information to anybody. And we're going to talk about this in a, in a minute, but um, yeah. I, I believe that trust will plummet as yes. a result. And what we have to do as a brand is to build trust, which you said earlier, but I, so I keep going. I don't want to interrupt you, but I think it's important to say the zero moment of truth isn't, you know, isn't a static thing where, oh, it's just, it's going to get harder and harder and harder for people to say, okay, I'll give you my information. Yeah. yeah I remember 10 years ago, how easy it was on Facebook to just write a good idea and, and, and ask people for connections and, and people would just come and yeah. connect and Exactly. And yeah. Nowadays, you know, things are changing so fast, you know. Yeah. So I think um, that's why I'm excited to share this message, because I think we are going to live through the biggest revolution of our time as individuals. It's going to be the most impactful thing that's ever happened. It's not just a technology innovation. It's an entire platform shift. Uh, it's going to produce so much economic value. It's going to produce so many changes in our lives because Generative AI, which is what the hype and what you guys might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed with or that everybody's talking about, is this idea of um, large language models, which if we explain it in easy to understand language, is basically a very smart robot that has a brain that helps and speaks to us and understands how to answer our questions. Um, and it's basically going to be smarter, quicker, faster than a human brain. So anything relating to communication, computation, and creativity, generative AI is going to permeate and it's going to basically influence everything. Technology is no longer... It's going to spread, exactly. Right? Technology is no longer going to be technology. It's going to be our interface to our lives. It's going to touch everything that we do in our life. So you're just confirming, as you said, you've been researching this deep, deep, deep for for six months at, at least, you know, and, and you mentioned this, the biggest revolution of our lifetime. So just to put things in perspective, you know, we went through uh, TV, uh, radio, internet, um, what social else? media. <laughs> yeah, social media. Social media. Uh, and, and, th th and this is going to be much bigger. And be the changes will be much it, The impact is going to be bigger and we're going to feel it more. And that's why it feels like this thing is all of a sudden just blown up is because of the intersection of our, our whole lives. Because each innovation that happened to us before, the internet, the social media, it only did one element of our lives. So it wasn't as big an impact. But if you think about generative AI, 
it does language, it does computation, it does creativity, mm -hmm. and it empowers individuals who use it to basically process, consume, and output content mm -hmm. 10 times faster, mm -hmm. 100 times faster. And so the possibilities are huge mm -hmm. and the, the impact is huge. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say it's, it's a big impact. I know, I so I think um, we're not going to talk about today about the bigger existential threats of AI. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, we put that to the side because no one knows. And to be honest, I've been following all the great minds. Half of them say nothing to worry about. The others say it's done. We have everything to worry about. So I'm going to put that to the side and I'm just going to think about it in my immediate future. And I'm a very pragmatic mm -hmm. type of individual. And I'm just going to say, okay, how can I use it from today? And that's what made me realize that I wanted to share with you guys is that as a small business owner, as a dental clinic owner, there's kind of three truths that Kirk mentioned that we just have to accept, um, uh, that we have to move forward. The first truth when it comes to our brand and um, promoting ourselves is that we are going to have to insource our marketing. We're going to have to find a system where our own team generate all our pre-purchased marketing activities. So I'm talking about blogs, social media updates, video content production, creation, etc. You will not be competitive or sustainable if you continue to pay your agency to do those activities because your competitor or your office next door or down the road, if they insource, they have a huge advantage over you. Um, and so, so you need that's to the find your stories. Yes. You need to develop your stories. You need to produce your stories. You need to edit your stories and you need to share and spread your stories. With your own team. With your own team. You cannot outsource that because it doesn't make any sense. I'm an, I'm an ex-agency owner, so I'm sorry if there are other agency owners here, but if I had an agency still, I would be finding a way to teach clinic owners how to leverage AI and coach them how to insource models. That's what I would be doing um, because that's the only future just for you. Let me, uh, yeah. I just need to tell you yeah. something. You still have a marketing <laughs> and we are, we are moving into teaching people how to leverage that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not only a marketing. <laughs> so, but, but some, some practical advice on the insourcing outsourcing, cause that's a grand kind of idea, right? Um, I think if we were to break down the practical marketing activities, if you currently uh, doing marketing and you're paying an agency, if you list what you should be trying to start to insource and what you should keep as outsourced, I think the solutions at the moment aren't at uh, some activities you still need to outsource. And mainly it's going to be paid media. So if you pay Meta, so Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, um, as well as Google Ads, then just keep outsourcing that because at the moment the solutions aren't there yet for your team to manage that successfully because so the human know-how of that person that is an expert on that is still valuable. Not necessarily. It's more about the technical uh, capabilities of the platform because the platforms are very technical in how you manage and use them. And so you need to have very distinct experience how to manage the platforms. But I do think that in the One future, year. you will be able to tell Google, I want this type of patient for this and, it, and it'll do it automatically. Um, that's coming. hundred percent. It's coming. Um, it's just a matter if of, you can do it, anybody can do it. That's what I'm saying. So you were paid media managers, all that. Unfortunately, uh, there's, you're going to have to become coaches because there's no more running paid media campaigns. The other one is setting up websites. Uh, at the moment, I would still pay uh, 
someone who has know-how because of the technical aspects of the domain, getting the template up and ready, all that sort of stuff. Don't get your team to learn that because it's you do it once and then you optimize your website afterwards. But the rest needs to be insourced. SEO, local SEO, social media updates, blog post writing, video creation, um, email marketing, all the tactics that you might be aware of, that is done by an in-house individual leveraging the AI uh, tools that are, that are there as well as a system. So that's uh, truth number one, insource. You have to insource your marketing. So you need to start researching and learning how AI can help you make it without going crazy, without wasting too much time. No, I, <clears throat> that's number three. The, the, third, the third truth is to leverage the tools, uh, the AI tools that are available to you because uh, the generative AI is about automation, augmentation, and acceleration. Those three things. Because if you use them correctly, you accelerate your output, you accelerate your consumption and reasoning and processing. And it's, it's not hard because that's what I've been learning is trying to understand how to bring across this complex field to dental office team members in an easy to understand way, not because I'm smart, but because I understand the realities of running a practice. There's, but they're not agencies and they can't sit down and write code and, and be complex in the way that they process stuff. So there is a way to make it super simple and the tools are evolving so quickly um, that it's becoming an easier, easier, easier mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. So I think those two truths, they kind of match each other. You need right. to develop a, a resource dedicated to doing your content marketing and leveraging AI, and then you need to leverage the AI tools. You need to accept, adopt, and be excited by them not fight them uh, and kind of put your head in the sand, which is the favorite form of marketing, right? Ostrich marketing. You put your head in the sand and Absolutely. pretend there's nothing that, that's wrong, right? So yeah. Now, as you guys are listening to this, I want you to hear truth number two, because truth number two for me gives us the why. It brings together where it's going, how to do it. And number two is really the why that brings it all together. So share yeah, the truth and that, number that, 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 Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's about. I think... <clears throat> with the advent of cheap content creation and the ease of the output that you're going to be able to do this with mm -hmm. and the tools that are going to help you do it, you need to have a sales and marketing strategy that at its fundamentals outperforms tactics. Your strategy always outperforms tactics, right? And so the strategy you need to focus on from a sales and marketing perspective is this idea of becoming the most trusted voice in your space. You have to obsess about educating your patients. You have to obsess about transparently sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly of everything that you do. You have to compare. You have to talk straight about to prices. Point. Less BS, more straight to the point. You need to talk about the things that dentists don't want to talk about. You need to show the things that dentists don't want to show. And you need to sell like you've never sold before, which is just education. And so there is a framework that we have. Um, uh, and, and just to, to trust is going to become so important exactly because of the volume that you're going to have, you know, <laughs> everybody's going to be able to create stories. You press buttons and there's stories, there's pictures, there's content, millions and millions of things that you're exposed. You, you, you talk about it in uh, uh, the emotional game. You have a concept that you developed, which is, every interaction, you either earn a positive credit or a negative credit, right? And so earning trust is about 
earning as many positive credits as you can. And so if you're answering questions, key questions, you know that I have an anonymous person on every step of my journey, I'm getting more green, positive, emotional credits mm -hmm. so that that zero moment of truth is much more likely to happen mm -hmm. than yeah. if not. And so you, in your pre-purchase moment, you have to obsess about all the activities and tactics that you know will earn trust. Because Kirk, what percentage do you think someone's buying decision has made before the zero moment of the truth, before they contact you? If you were to guess from zero to hundred, what do you think? What's the percentage? I would say it's really low, 5%, 10%, maybe. But or am I wrong? Let me, let me rephrase that. Um, when someone actually contacts you, so act dental, when they fill in the form to contact you, how much of their buying decision to work with you is already decided? What would you oh, say? Oh, I thought you meant before that moment yeah, happens. Yeah, Once yeah. you've filled it out, and yeah. we live in a world where I don't want to give anybody my phone number. I don't want to give anybody yeah. my email address. I already get way too many emails. It's a bunch of crap. Yeah. I'm only giving that information to somebody that I'm truly interested. And I will tell you 99%, yeah. 99%. So I'm going to change my answer. It would be very high <laughs> because I've already perused their website. I've already been there for five or 10 minutes. It looks like something that could possibly help me. And I'd say it's very high, 95, 99%, correct? Yeah, on average for patients, obviously you guys are slightly different. It's 80% of the buying decision is made when they've filled in that form. So the final 20% is just about understanding the details that you can share on the website, the specifics about my problem, my situation. It's, I can trust you. You've shown me that you can solve my problem. You've shown me that I'm the right fit for you. Now it's just about the specifics of what, what needs to happen, the next steps. And normally it goes very quickly. And so if that is the case, that 80% of a buying decision is made before we even know them or they contact us, then how important do you think that pre-purchase marketing activities about earning trust is? It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Let me add, That's why I, marketing doesn't work. That's why everybody yeah. hates marketers because okay. they don't put in the time to do those 80% because their marketing is just direct response, you know, offer, fill in the form. All right. I want to go back to something you said before we hit the go button. You said this, we can't overstate its impact. You know, you said it's going to be bigger than internet TV. Both of you have said this. Um, and you said it's going to be much easier for brands to generate content. So now as a listener, I want you guys to th think about this. People are going to be able to use AI and just generate incredible amounts of content. Content. So as a user, let's say I'm a patient, I'm going to get flooded with all of this stuff. It's going to have the right phrases. It's going to have the right context. It's going to have the right words. It's going all to have the, the right traits, images. Yeah. Yes. And in order to survive that, now I'm going to add one more complexity to it. And then I want you to help us decode this. In the United States, there was a documentary published called Social Dilemma. And it was frightening to watch. Yes. With the, with, the, um, with the movement of social media, what ultimately happened was trust plummeted. We don't trust anybody. We don't even believe sometimes. It just, it created more isolation than anything. And I think the makers of social media, true to the documentary, said that is what's going to happen. Is it true to say that AI will create something similar where it'll be going so fast? I told my kids this. Tell me if this is true. 
you're going to get a phone call probably from me someday. And it's going to be, honey, I need some money. Come pick me up. And you're going to go, I don't think that was dad. It sounded yeah. like dad. It's already like, happening. Yep. Yeah. It's already happening. And I also had a dentist call me and he's like, I called a medical office and I talked to somebody. I don't think it was a human. It was really good though. So that freaks me out. But on the other hand, let's stay in the positive realm. What that means for us is that transparency, trust is going to be the brand currency. True or false? Well, um, that is the currency of all business is trust, right? Every business trades on trust. If you don't trust, if I don't trust you, I'm not coming to see you and I'm not giving you money, regardless of AI or anything. The currency of business is trust. And so in the advent of this wall of information that's going to potentially flood us, um, yes, we need to demonstrate trust. And actually our most important entity is going to be our website now. So really? your website is, yes, your website is going to be your number one salesperson. I, th- I think it's going to be- Why is that? Why? Almost like the, the only thing besides in-person saying something to somebody uh, you know, the website is a place that, okay, let me go to the website. Oh, because I just saw a post talking about this product. I, I don't really know if that's true. Yes. You know, let me go to that website because the domain for, for, for them to hack the whole domain. And, and you know, so I want to see if that company is really saying that on their homepage. Right? Yep. And, and, and just one comment more philosophical here. I think we are going full circle here. I don't know if you guys agree, but... You know, 500 years ago, you know, you wanted to send a message. You needed to send a guy running from one village to the other village. And the guy was going and saying with their own words, you know, you, you need to do this because that guy said whatever. Yeah. And then since then, you know, writing and paper developed, you know, then you need, you can send a letter hmm. and the other one will trust because there's your signature. Hmm. And then of course you have telegraph and you have the, the, you know, you trust that information because somebody sent you that message. Then you have uh, TV, radio, everything that happened that really multiplied, uh, facilitated the communication and, and the trust, making sure that your message could go out there. But at one certain point, and I think internet kind of start, started with that, that at the same time that they were facilitating communication, it was starting that process of people saying, but I don't know if I can trust this, right? And you saw that movement starting and getting worse to the point that people, smart people don't trust social media, right? Uh, just you cannot. You cannot and then yeah. suddenly you're going to not start to, to trust a video's voice messages on WhatsApp, on the messaging of somebody, of a friend. You know, people hacked my account. They hacked... So you don't trust that anymore. Now you cannot trust uh, things that re- look, look really real, right? And and so we are kind of going back to the point that, I don't know, it sounds like in 10 years, if I really want to tell you something, Brandon, I'm going to walk to your home, knock your door and say, Brandon, I need to say you this, right? And I couldn't say through a message, I couldn't send you an uh, email <laughs> because... I know you wouldn't trust, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a good point there because we are going back on certain things that are the human connection that is shaking hands, looking in the eyes. If you really want to make a deal with me, come sit with me and have a conversation. So 
just thinking loud here. <laughs> so it's trust. It's about trust. And I, I, I think that that's the marketing, the best marketing possible. I, I think it's, uh, it's easy to say that, but I think that the reality is that it's very intentional um, how you build trust in a pre-purchase moment. So the purchase and the post-purchase moment, we covered that and that's how we, we do that moment. On the pre-purchase moment, you need to look at your website as your number one asset, right? Because it's actually an employee that never sleeps, doesn't take vacation and works for you 24-7. That's the reality. And so how do I develop this website to become a really trusted uh, advisor? Because that's what you want that person to be uh, to feel when they go to the website. So how do I do that on my website? What's the practical tips? Talk about the five topics that no one wants to talk about. Cost, comparisons, the best of, problems with. Even though I sign up for orthodontic treatment, what could happen? Yeah. This is what people want to know. They, they want to understand these things. Talk about those topics. No one ever wants to talk about mm -hmm. the topics. And there's multiple topics on treatments that you can talk about. You need to do a culture of video. You need to create video, more video than ever before. You know that 90% of all internet users, um, cons the only con content they consume is video. So of, mm. in a week, 90% of the content they consume is video. So as a business, you have to learn how to insource your video production because that's the way to win. It's about the trust. No. I hear and see the team. I start it's to earn a little bit more. It's easier to Photoshop a photo. It's yes. not easy. Right. Yes. To fake a video, right? Yes. Um, and then the, the final the final piece was um, you need to build your website and think of a human, not think of uh, the search engines. And so it's a, it's a bit of a challenge because everybody says, what is the SEO tactics or what are the keywords that I need to create? And it's like, no, think about your patient. Think about what they want to know the answers to. And guess what? You will be rewarded by the platforms because... Guess what? They're looking for trust indicators. Trust indicators are, I come back to your website multiple times. I stay on your webpage and I read for a very long time. I watch website videos. I, I share. I do all these sort of things. And that's not an SEO tactic. That is, I think about my patients. I think about all the questions that they will have in the journey to becoming my patients. And that's I answer funny. those questions. It's funny because it's, it's making us more humans as we think about digital marketing connecting to the, the things that really matter. Yeah, the, the irony is that if you don't think technically about SEO, it'll take care of itself. As long as you just keep thinking about what are the questions that I get asked. And we get asked questions every single day by our clients and our patients. We're just not listening. Every right. time I'm sitting and I hear my, my client ask me a question, I'm like, to the team, hey guys, this is a question. Have we got an article about this? Should we do a video? Should we ask Christian mm -hmm. to do this? So. Um, we at DSD are going through this transformation on our website. I encourage everyone to go look at our That's website. Question, yeah. We are answering questions. We are putting videos at every stage of the journey. We have a learning center, learning hub. I, I really encourage you to, to really look at our website because that's the blueprint, essentially, on how to develop learn how trust. To listen. Also, something I learned from you, learn how to understand in which part of the journey the person is. Because it's not only about uh, pre-purchase, purchase, but each moment has sub-moments yes. right, in that journey yeah. that uh, people are asking different questions in different ways in each part of the journey. Uh, so you need to feed the funnel yep. uh, with trust, with transparency, 
straight to the point, but differentiating the content according to the moment of the journey. Yeah. And on top of that, customize this for your buyer persona that you and your team need to decide is the type of people that you want to attract. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I and I think Kirk, where where it's all going? Because I, I had the question the other day, which was, okay, so I produce 150 blogs a week. Who's going to read all those 150 blogs, right? Um, and I said, it doesn't matter because where I see marketing going for any small business or any dental office is that um, the big challenge with ChatGPT and the large language models as a whole is that great processes of language, computation, and creativity, so they process very well. So you take raw text and they can predict and write longer text, basically, because that's all that LML, LLMs are. They're just fancy autocomplete. It's like you put a bit of text and then it basically makes longer text. That's what it does. It's not the source of truth. And so the advantage dentists have is that you need to feed it with your source of truth and it will process the information. So what that means is that if you write the blog posts or you help let AI write the blog posts for you, you in the future, this is what's going to happen probably within the next six to 12 months. Every website is going to have an agent or a chatbot that my patient is not going to look for information. It's going to ask the chatbot a question. And then that chatbot is going to reference my answers, not ChatGPT, mm -hmm. and it's going to interact with me like it would be a human. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it will be the dental clinic assistant, the, mm -hmm. uh, the front office assistant, and you'll be confident that the answers it gives are the right answers because the answers it's reading and processing are your content. So that's why you need to start to develop the content because you want your chatbot to be very specific to you and give the right information. So you, you, it's basically like you want your AI to learn from you and not learn from yes. the internet. And the good news is that there are tools for less than $5 a month that do that. You say, read my website, and then when someone asks a question, answer them, but use my website content as an answer. So do you take wow. insurance? What insurance do you take? What's the cost of the implants? You can give it all your information and it feels like it's a person speaking to you. It's going to be actually a better experience for us. So to, to go back to your question, like how aren't we going to be overwhelmed? Aren't we going to be flooded? I do believe it's going to be a better experience for the patient if the business gears themselves to have a source of truth. So the patient doesn't have to read a blog or search through information. It just asks its questions and we have the answers and say, you know, here we go, here we go. And I get my answer quickly. Uh, and I develop right. the trust at, at superpower. I'm loving this conversation. And I told you guys before we hit the go button, this could be a two hour conversation. So I want to be respectful of your time. I have three questions. I want you to answer okay. them in any order. And then we can put a bow on this. I want to we're going to do a follow-up. Christian, you're planting so many seeds that we have to do follow-ups too. All right. One year from today, we're having the same conversation. What has changed? That's question number one. Question number two, chat GPT. Now I don't even know where to go. There's so many AI solutions. Every single day I get seven different things coming at me. AI, AI. Is chat GPT still the standard? And question number three is, I want to come to your course. Maybe answer that one last. <laughs> what are you going to teach me if I'm a dentist and I come to the DSD course that you're teaching? So maybe do the first two and then finish with the third. Okay, cool. So um, uh, question number one is, in one year, what has changed? Yes. I think what has changed is that 
Um, AI is not a differentiator anymore. It's become a commodity and is the thing that avoids my business from disruption. It helps transform and keep me with the pack. Mm-hmm. So the only change is going to be that it's more embedded and everybody's using it. At the moment, there's still a first mover advantage. So I think those businesses and business owners that move with the first principles of, um, you know, this is a huge opportunity and it's a bit too complicated for people to... For, for to, the majority, yeah. For the majority. But this is a 12-month <clears throat> opportunity window. I do believe yeah. because... You have 12 months, you'll be ahead of the other, the other uh, tools. I do think that um, all the tools get much easier to use because the reality is that large, large language models are almost trained at all the publicly available data in the world. So I think by the end, in a couple of months, there'll be no more data for it to learn on. And so now it has to go to governments, it has to go to big companies to get the data. So the, the, the innovation on AI is just going to be on interface. It's not going to actually, the models aren't going to become smarter. It's more going to be easier to use. And so when you ask the question, like, how do I know what to ask it? Or how do I, people are going to develop tools that make it easy for us to harness the power Lovely. of those, those, those. So it's going to be easier to use and it's going to be permeated in, the, in, in our business lives, uh, 100%. Yeah. And probably in one year, people will, the, the, the solutions, to find trust will be more solid. People will be more calm about it. They will, there will be more rules and people will understand uh, the few things that you can trust and the rest is entertainment. Don't take it seriously. Yes. You know, uh, I think more people will use the mature, tools. Yeah. You know, we yeah. will mature in terms of what is serious and what is not. Yeah. And then uh, the second question, what was so if the sources of, so is chat, I mean, there's a I lot of tools out there. Yeah. There's more, you know, AI tools and I can count now and I see three more a day is chat GPT, the standard, because I, I think I heard you say, I think we we've all got to start learning. Would you consider that the gold standard chat GPT? So the, the way that the landscape works is that there are, so chat GPT is just, um, a fine tuned, a version of the bigger, large language models. So there's about three big ones. Google created their version. There is the OpenAI one, and then there's another one called Lambda, I think. And basically, those are the three. And there's there's more trained models coming along. So basically, the models they're not that many actually because it's very expensive to build a large language model. What you're experiencing is that people are basically building interfaces into that language model. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking of various ways to process and leverage the AI. So you have tools like Fathom, I see you've got your, you have tools like Otter AI, you have writing tools, you have video tools. They're all using the same interface or the same model. They're just all the different tactics to make and ease your um, activity. So because there are three AI, there are three AI business modes that you, you look at AI when you say, where do I start or what should I use? The first one is how do I, improve my efficiency, my internal efficiencies. So I'm looking to understand that in my business, what are the the ways and the workflows that will improve my internal efficiencies? The third, the second way is to improve your service. So you're looking at your product, your service, and you're going to augment it with a bit of automation, a bit of acceleration. 
And then the third way is that you're going to develop a whole new solution now that you have the capabilities of the AI. So I, for a dental office, I would be looking at the internal efficiencies, um, huge. There's many, to be honest, and it can touch every part of your business um, mm. from interviewing scripts, from, uh, you know, translating Google Sheets, your finances, to obviously the marketing that we've been talking about. I use it, to be honest, Interpreting most days. Translations. Yeah, 100%. So um, the, I hope that, uh, that answers your question. I, I kind of, it's a, it's a big one. So ChatGPT, yes, it is, it is the thing that everybody understands because they were the first solution to make it easily accessible the power of the, the models because they created a chat interface before you had to know what you were doing to pull out the outputs. They created like what we all used to, which is like a WhatsApp or iMessage interface where you interacted with the chat. So it is the thing that's developing. Uh, there'll be many more, but um, I would start there. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. And then lastly, question number three is I want to come to your course. Where is it? What am I going <laughs> to learn if I'm a dentist? How long is it? What are you going to teach? Uh, what so are the components? The yeah. Start so from why, why, why the course? What is the goal why? of the course? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I, as I started the journey of trying to understand the impacts of generative AI on businesses, first DSD and then on our DSD clinics, I started to realize that there was going to be a lot of um, overwhelm as well as fear. Will this replace me? Should I be scared? Those sort of questions. And so I wanted the, the marketing day to change the mindsets of the individuals and, and show them that to avoid the dis disruption that's going to happen, um, they need to think about ChatGPT as their assistant that doesn't replace them, but gives them superpowers, supercharges them. And so the marketing day is about helping the DSD clinics basically stay ahead by by giving them what we call the trust catalyst system. It's basically a three pillar system where we talk about, we teach you how to build the brand. We teach you how to earn the trust. And then finally, how to leverage the AI and create your AI assistance because yeah. So those, those three elements, I believe it covers the three main goals of the course is how to learn how to insource your marketing so you never rely on a marketing agency again and become the most trusted voice in your space um, and generate more qualified leads. And I think that was the goal. And it's basically just to help them stay ahead and uh, digest all the information that's coming to them. Because every day, like you say, Kirk, there's 20 new solutions and they're all good. And so you need to have a framework. You need to have an understanding actually what DSD does for the dentist is there are so many digital dentistry tools out there that have their own workflows. You need to understand your digital workflow and then you can plug the tools in. And so that's kind of what this, this marketing day is about is what is the workflow to insource my marketing, become the most trusted source. So then I will understand which tools will fit because we will need the tools to leverage um, our productivity outputs. So that's awesome. Now, if, uh, if you're listening and you're not taking notes, don't worry. We're always taking notes. So you can flip up to the notes and Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. You're going to see AI, um, is taking notes. AI is taking notes right now. <laughs> it's going to be links to everything we talked about. One of the links I'm going to put in there, Brennan, is the course. Is it a one day course, two day course, three? And where is it? Yes. Yeah, so at the moment, um, there's one course in Miami, 
I probably when you listen to this, it's already been completed. Um, it's a one-day course. We go from yeah. 9 a.m. to to 6 p.m. and we just basically discuss those three pillars and and the action points. You walk away you with create a second date already. Yeah, um, we do have a second date um, in November, and it's going to be a live stream. And basically, it's going to be over two weeks, uh, and then we go through the same content, but in that format, uh, because we have some clinics in Europe. And so that's quite spread out. Whereas in North America, it's much easier for us to have an in-person day, which I prefer. But um, so we will have a live stream in November. Uh, the the link will be there for for everybody to check it out. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I'm going to include a link to that uh, course, both courses, and I'm encourage you guys. You have to check it out. You also have to check out uh, the entire website DSD. We're going to put a link in there, so make sure you check it out and give us some last thoughts. Bring us home, Christian Brennan. Close us out here. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm going to actually finish with that question that I, that I made when we were offline, you know, um, to Brendan, you know, for us, the, the aha moment where, when we, we discovered the magic of the purchase moment, that is the real human experience during the first and the second appointment, the Apple store brought into dentistry, right? When you're there already, 80% decided, but that 20 that 20% final that happens uh, through the first and the second appointment when you get the treatment plan and you saw the doctor live and you experienced the team and you drank the coffee, you listened to the music, you went through the whole thing. And we know that that's the moment that you become a fan or not. And that's the moment where you made the magic happen. So, and that's why the DSD course, the residency course is focused on that moment, right? But we also know that if you are doing amazing at that moment, you then can go to the next step that is going backwards and then mastering the pre-purchase with the tools that you're gonna teach because that's the ideal world. Of course, on top of all of this is that you are a great dentist because otherwise you don't deserve to leverage these tools. So uh, my question to you was, uh, if I'm doing an amazing job on the purchase moment that has nothing to do with all we talked about here today, how much do I still need to worry about the pre-purchase? I think the reality is that uh, the big companies like Tesla and Apple have proved that you can just master the purchase and post-purchase moments and thrive and be the best in your area. Um, because at the end of the day, the strongest form of marketing is word of mouth, right? Um, and in dentistry, <laughs> it's the number one reason why patients come to you is because of the trust that their friends and family have instilled on you by recommending you to their friends and family, right? And so the word of mouth is the strongest form of marketing you can do. Um, but obviously, um, if you want to impact more people, you want to reach more people. That's what I'm excited about. So I'm going to end off with saying that um, I'm an optimist normally. And so I'm going to be positive about this change. And I'm going to say that I'm really excited because it now unlocks the potential of everyone who is a good dentist 
to reach more people because we're always as dental owners um kind of always limited by the resources that you have available to you and so your message your your good work doesn't get out and you can't find enough people you can't reach enough people and i think now you have that possibility you know that the ability to spread the right message times a hundred um it, it it's it's super exciting that more people should be getting dental treatment will now get that treatment because your team are building trust developing the content and reaching those individuals and that's that's the way i see it and that's why i'm so excited to share this because every clinic i'm going to teach them how to create the content that all the patients are looking for so that more and more people can kind of and it's very important to emphasize that you mentioned this is all going to become a commodity it's already a commodity it's going to become the, a new normal so the gap the opportunity gap is one maybe two years max for you because then it's going to become mandatory everybody's going to do the same yes and then the differentiation will come from other factors but what you're teaching what you're going to start teaching now and for the next 12 months is something that can really change your business if you take advantage of the first mover advantage in this matter yes yeah. because i think what's happening now is that a lot of marketing agencies will be selling services and using generative AI to deliver those services, um, unfortunately. And so you can save your money and, and invest it in your own team. So, you know, that's, that's one of the first move advantages, more, more sustainable. But I, I love another this. Another topic for another day. <laughs> that's another topic. I want to eventually, I want to have you back again and again and again. We'll talk about other topics, but I, I had an epiphany. The word of mouth, that is so important, what you just said. I have a friend of mine, I won't tell you what studio, but he's a major marketing executive for one of the top major motion picture companies in the world. And he's told me, you know, 90% of the success of any major motion picture is one thing. Yes. Word of mouth. We get it started, but what sustains it and grows it is somebody saying, you have to see it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Uh, I think what you're saying is gold. It's it's going to be the future. Trust and word of mouth, and how do we how do we pivot on this big transition that we're already in? You have to see my dentist. That's the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, Kirk, on, on just to finish on that note, I don't know if you've ever heard of the metric called earned growth rates. Um, no, it's it's the metric you ask um, the patient that you've just had. Uh, treatment with or has accepted treatment, it's like, how did you hear about us? And if they say uh, you were recommended or referred, you, you add those up compared to um, the offline, the pre-purchase, you know, the paid media advertising. The paid media patients. <clears throat> and that rate determines the loyalty uh, and the real health of your business, because obviously that's a rate you want to increase. You don't want it to be decreasing. That's a, so. that's a huge topic. The key factor for the valuation of your practice 100%. on the exit strategy. You can, Smart buyers will tell you or not tell you, but they, they're going to do the math. You know, 100% of your patients, they're going to divide your patients in two groups. Yes. Uh, the ones that came from paid media and the ones that came from word of mouth. And it's a very simple thing to track. You just have to have your your outtake form and you just add up all the individuals that have said anything but the online marketing. And then one day you maybe didn't demonstrate this is the health of my business because I have a loyalty rating. It, it means two clinics that are delivering the same quality, yes. but one did this research and this homework 
yeah. and can prove that 85% of the patients came from word of mouth. It's much more And valuable. the other practice yeah. maybe has bigger revenue, but has 80% of the patients coming from paid media. If I'm an investor, I'm buying the practice that has 80% of the patients coming from Loyalty growth, yeah. Yeah, it's a loyalty rate, so. Loyalty rate. Loyalty rate, earned growth rate. That is brilliant. I love it. I'm going to start measuring that today. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, gentlemen. I am so grateful. So um, stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening. I am just so grateful you're showing up and you're sharing. If you enjoyed today, which I know you did, just do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends, keep sharing with your friends. I don't know how it's working, but it's growing and we love it. And we're going to keep bringing you more episodes with Dr. Christian Coachman. And we're going to get Brendan back, whether he wants it or not. We're going to make him come back and tell us more great stuff. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.